All thoughts become things through the chaos theory. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing last week's spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow adventurer, I'm Mike Dooley. Welcome to another week of um, spiritual tune-ups. Yesterday was July 4th. I took a day off. I hope you all had a great Monday, no matter what you did with yours. Today's question should be reflective of the week. The week looks to be a week speaking to manifesting, living deliberately, creating consciously. Thoughts become things. Today's question is one that I spoke to about 13 months ago. By the way, there's over 300 spiritual tune-ups. Check them out in the archives on Facebook or Instagram. Um, the question, Mike, if you set a goal and then it does not manifest, do you change the date, the goal, both thoughts? Do not mix goals dreams with deadlines unless they're imposed upon you by your landlord or some external set of facts which is usually very rare but it happens do not mix goals and deadlines certainly do not insist that the universe jump through hoops on your time schedule um, the universe only knows fast let me explain to you the jeopardy that you put yourself in your confidence in when you start putting deadlines to your dreams, which the universe already knows, ASAP. The now, the, the eternal now, through which you are watching this video, um, is a distillation of 8 billion co-creators on planet Earth, and each of them thinking 60,000 thoughts a day. And it's like this funnel, 8 billion people times 60,000 thoughts per day, all going into this th funnel. And out the end of the funnel is the eternal now. And we've agreed to live in an eternal now that's shared with 8 billion co-creators. Now, when it comes to your private existence, your joy, your happiness, ultimately long-term, your financial abundance, etc., you're the only one who has a say in those manifestations. But when it comes to all else, living day by day, economies, uh, currencies, uh, supply, demand, um, fear, optimism, excitement, polarity, all of that goes into the mix. And we've agreed to ride along and share the cumulative effect 
of all of those thoughts. Now, again, I'm not trying to give your power away. Your power is almighty, even in the onslaught of 8 billion times 60,000 thoughts coming your way. You still can create your own little utopia here on planet Earth. But there's other conditions and requirements, and you have other dreams and desires, fears and blocks. So when you say to the universe, hey, I'd like to have my uh, soulmate uh, by year end, okay? And I want to live happily ever after. The universe is like, soulmate? I got so many to choose for you. You're going to be so happy. We're going to make this happen. But we've got to take into account your other priorities, career, coronavirus, social distancing, vaccines, your mom is about to get sick. Hey, my mom got sick. May she rest in peace. That was a good number of years ago. But you have a lot of concerns about other people, loves and passions, and all of these get mixed into the eternal now. And so the universe says, you know, I got your soulmate in spades. Oh my gosh, blow your mind. But January 1's not going to work because of the way things are playing out on planet Earth right now. I'm going to need until March 15th. Just just uh, two and a half months after the deadline that you wanted. It's going to be March 15th and you will live happily ever after. You don't hear that. You're just like, I'm going to do it by the year, by year end. The universe loves me. My thoughts become things. You're burning your bridges. You're putting all your eggs in that basket. You're single-mindedly living towards year end. How are you going to feel on January 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5? Defeated, deflated, broken, lost, depressed. And that's going to devastate your anticipation so much that now March 15th is no longer an option. It was a done deal. It was automatic. You have paid your dues. You have suffered and scraped and been dragged through the coals. March 15th was easy peasy, but because you insisted on year end without regard to all else that you cared about, with all else that you feared, with all else that 8 billion co-creators and currencies and economies and dating websites and all that stuff was promulgating, now March 15th, would have been automatic, but you're so deflated and feeling so defeated. Your optimism is in the toilet. Nothing is going to happen for you on March 15th. Because you came up with an arbitrary deadline and you imposed it on the magic. All thoughts become things through the chaos theory. Have you heard of the chaos theory? Let me read from Wikipedia. A branch of mathematics which studies the behavior of certain dynamical systems, systems in motion, like life. And even though these systems are deterministic, it seems that there's no rhyme or reason for what comes next. And scientists at UC Santa Cruz found chaos in a dripping water faucet. Can you imagine your bathroom sink right now? And you turn the water all the way on, it's gushing. That's not chaos. You turn it to a steady drip, drip, drip. That's not chaos. But you put it in between, and now you have drip, 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 blah, 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 blah. That's a chaotic flow. 
That is a chaotic flow. It would seem helter-skelter, totally crazy, unpredictable, but here is the big wow. In that chaotic flow of drip, 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 double drip, triple drip, triple drip, double single, double symbol, unknowable what comes next, unknowable. Every hour on the hour, exactly the same amount of water is added to the sink below. Even though it's a chaotic flow, the outcome, the end result is deterministic. You just can't know how you're going to get there. All right. The exact same true is, is the exact same thing is true of all manifestations. All manifestations follow the chaos theory. You cannot know how you're going to get there, but you can still have total confidence in there in the end result. If you turn it over to divine mind. Now you might be thinking about when in the chaotic drip, every hour on the hour it works. It's not the same when there's 8 billion co-creators. You cannot say when, nor can you say how, but that does not mean you can't have total confidence in the end result. If you want a soulmate, travel partner, health and healing, love and romance, fun and laughter, opulence, financial abundance, the universe is like, I can do that. But you cannot insist on how or who or when. You have to turn that over to the chaos principle, the chaos theory, and let the universe have that infinite freedom <clears throat> to determine the bells, the whistles, the who's, the how's, the when's, the where. Okay, so anybody can have anything when it's stated that way. Just don't try to micromanage. Do you know the, the singer, songwriter, rest in peace, Leonard Cohen? He's got this beautiful stanza. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. I mean, do what you can with what you got. Forget about being perfect. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And it is through the crack of chaos that our thoughts become the things and events of our lives. If there's uncertainty, treasure it. Worship it. It is through uncertainty that the unexpected can happen. If everything was lined up methodically, everything was drip, 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 we would live in a predetermined, destiny-driven world. We don't. We have better. We have a space through which divine intelligence can exceed your wildest expectations. So the question being... If you set a goal and then it does not manifest, do you change the date, the goal, both or what? Don't change the goal and don't ever put a date to it. The universe only knows fast. If you want to put a deadline on your own contributions, like as a writer, every month I'll write a new chapter of my next book. Every month I'm putting a deadline on me, but I'm not putting a deadline on the magic or the universe to make it a bestseller or to bring me a publisher. I can put out there that I want it to do well. I want a publisher, etc. but I have to turn it over to the universe. Be thinking about what you can do versus what you need to turn over to the universe. And what you need to turn over to the universe, it knows ASAP, surrender. Surrender and enjoy the journey.
Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. This week, we're answering your manifestation questions. The question today, Mike, what if the thing we want is not meant for us? I've been really down and anxious. Does this mean I'm chasing the wrong dream? It's the end result I'm concentrating on, but everything is going horribly bad. Oh my God, there's so many layers uh, to this question, to the answer to this question. I don't know where to begin. Thanks for asking the great questions below on Facebook and Instagram. First off, nothing ever is meant to be, nor correspondingly is not meant to be. Nothing exists predetermined. There is no destiny that would null and void your thoughts becoming things. It could not be said, believe and you will receive if there was any kind of destiny. There's no caveats. Nothing is meant to be. Nothing is set in stone. Nothing is irrevocable. Nothing is not meant to be. Not even karma. You override karma when you take your thinking to a higher level. Karma is misunderstood as a scorekeeping system, as I recently talked about. There's no scoring. There's no judgment. But if you vibrate at this level, what you think about, you bring about. Change your vibration and you'll bring about something totally different, no matter what the score was. Not even God's will determines what happens to you or doesn't happen to you next. Not destiny, not fate, not karma, not God's will. You are God's chance one and only chance to be who you now are. And now you've got the baton. You're running that race. You get to decide what comes next. There are just the fewest, fewest, fewest parameters, which actually are almost plain common sense that might put a dream beyond your reach. I did just say that. There are some dreams that might never come true, but they're so few and far between and they're easy to identify at the outset of a journey so you don't waste any time. Crystal clear clarity. You cannot insist on a specific person behaving a specific way. You cannot make somebody give you a raise. You cannot make somebody sell you their home. You cannot make somebody fall in love with you. You cannot. And neither can people do that to you. Hallelujah, you decide what happens in your life next. This is the, the ground rules we all insisted upon coming to these sacred jungles of time and space. No one can manipulate you. Contrary to appearances, nobody can manipulate you. Neither can you manipulate somebody else. So if your dream depends on manipulating somebody else, trying to make them happy, trying to make yourself happy by them behaving a certain way, that dream may never come true. You knew that, right? Similarly, you cannot insist nor micromanage the hows of a dream coming true. I talk about it almost every day. Don't mess with the cursed hows. You can't go there. Brain's too small. Divine intelligence knows how your dream of abundance and romance and travel and whatever can come to pass. But as soon as you say, this is how, I'll write my book, Oprah will love it, I'll live happily ever after. In that moment, you slam shut the door on all other possibilities. Who would do that in their right mind? Let divine intelligence have an infinite number of ways to make your life blast off without insisting it be down this path or this corridor. Do not attach to hows. Try out hows, but be open for other ways. The third 
area that you cannot insist or ensure that a dream will come true is when you are attached or demanding of unimportant details. Unimportant details, including like we talked about yesterday, the whens a dream will come true, when the magic will show up in your life. All right, so do not insist, demand, nor attach to unimportant details. What details are unimportant? All details. All details are a dime a dozen. All details are trinkets. All details are unimportant. Details are fun and they will always be in your life. Some surprising you, some thrilling you, some so delicious. Hallelujah. But if you attach to a little tiny detail on your way to a great big dream coming true, that detail could derail you. So visualize the details, but don't attach to the details. By visualizing the details, you get excited about the big dream. Attach to the big dream, not the little details. Oh, they're not important. They're attached to somebody, somehow, somewhere, somewhen. Don't get yourself caught in the Bermuda Triangle of manifestations. The who's, the how's, the unimportant details, including when's and where's. That's the Bermuda Triangle of Manifestation because in there, if that's where your dream lies, it might come true and it might not. And you didn't sign up for life on earth for dreams that might come true. They can all come true. If you steer clear of those three end results, nothing is being denied anybody. Nothing is set in stone. You write the ticket. Now in this dream, in this question, there was everything is going horribly wrong. Do not judge. Now, now, first off, make sure the dream is not in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay? You're not insisting on a how. You're not attached to an unimportant detail. You're not wanting somebody to behave, somebody certain to behave in a certain way. Specific people behaving. Once you've gotten that out of the way and your dream is good to go, and, and that means almost all dreams are good to go. Once all dreams are good to go, do not judge the journey by your physical senses. They do not see the magic. They do not see the miracles. They only show you what you've manifested so far. And sometimes on a journey where there's highs and lows and an upward spiral, the, the scenery is surprising. And if you didn't know better, any better, you might think that's not working for me. It works for all my friends, but it doesn't work for me. It works for you. It never fails. Every day you get closer. Every day it gets easier. Hallelujah. So don't judge your journey by your physical senses. What do you mean things are going horrible? You cannot fail. Sometimes making progress comes with a step backwards, then five steps forward, two steps backwards, then sideways, saunter. To help you bide your time. Two things here. Be sure you're taking consistent action on your dream. Never will a dream come true if you think about it and sit on the couch and wait for it. Never. Not coming true. Your life will go horribly wrong. Be doing something about your dream every day. I think the note from the universe just said, you know, the inevitability test. Is your dream passing the inevitability test? Like it's going to happen. Here's the inevitability test. Every day, in some small way, you're doing something about making that dream come true.
then you know it's going to happen. As long as you're not in the Bermuda Triangle of manifesting. Okay, every day in some small way, are you doing something every day? If not all day long, because it's so much fun to move towards a dream and you go out in the world and you meet people, you fall in love, they fall in love with you. Huh? Who cares about the dream? Life is too awesome. That's why we have dreams. So number one, to help you bide your time and, and not be over-occupied with uh, your physical senses and what they're telling you or lying to you about. Number one, take action every day. It doesn't have to be hard work, but it has to be something physically, physically showing up. Number two, diversify your life. Don't be so single-minded. Don't be like, I want my dream or else. I want my dream and then I'll be happy. Be happy now. Your dream might be romance, but work on your career as well. Work on your beautiful physique as well. Exercise, eat well, sleep well, um, get hobbies going, have friends, get out into the world to the degree you can where it's safe with social distancing, etc. Live a full life and don't be overly single-minded because then you're comparing what you don't have to, to, well, that's all you're focusing on, what you don't have, and you're not seeing all that you do have. You're amazing. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You're being pushed on to greatness every single day. Enjoy the journey. John Bo, fellow adventurers, time for a spiritual tune-up. I'm Mike Dooley here to tell you that your thoughts become things. Today's question in alignment with this week's theme about living deliberately, creating consciously, being a manifester on purpose. Um, Mike, what are the best kinds of baby steps? I know when you're spiritually aware, you start thinking differently. And too often we think spiritual baby steps are becoming a vegetarian, yoga, breathing exercises. Those are not baby steps. Those will get you nowhere with regard to living the life of your dreams in terms of baby steps. They all have their own merits. So the specific question I received, Mike, would joining a dating site, an internet dating site, after I have fully put finding my soulmate into the universe's hands, be going against my wishes? Would it be like a negative act of faith? I mean, I... The, the questioner is coming from a logical place that making such mortal steps almost denies your belief in life's magic. I mean, why would you have to go out there and join a website if you believe in the universe? This reminds me of a question I used to receive right after The Secret came out long ago. 2006, the, the DVD, the movie, and then the book by Rhonda Byrne uh, that I had the good fortune of being featured in. Uh, the question came to me repeatedly, Mike, uh, my friend and I are, are debating the law of attraction. And uh, I think by thinking about something and trusting and believing in the universe, our dreams will come to pass. But my friend thinks that we need to still go out there and you know, knock on doors, turn over stones, take baby steps, which is the case. While it's true, your thoughts become things, and that's the end-all, be-all. Um, what are your words, but your thoughts spoken? What are your actions, but your thoughts in action? 
So if you have thoughts about living the life of your dreams, but you're sitting on the couch doing nothing about them, there's a major contradiction. You're saying to GPS guidance, I want to go where I've never been before. And then you don't turn the car on. It's like, wait a minute. The implication throughout the program, the secret, was that you would continue living your life, that you would continue going out into the world every single day. Baby steps. They're not important for the distance they cover, which is next to nothing. They're worthless. But that's not why you take baby steps. You take baby steps because they embolden your own belief in your inevitable success. You take baby steps because your inner witness sees, oh, this isn't the same old, same old. Prepare all systems for transformation. Anything could happen next. Mike is on the move. You take baby steps to avail yourself of life's magic that was programmed by your dream in the first place. Living the life of my wildest dreams. The universe is like, I'm all over it. I know how to get you there. But just please get out of the house. Show up so that there can be some serendipities, coincidences, happy accidents that blow your mind and put you on a path that you didn't even know existed so that we can exceed what you were looking for. You must take physical baby steps. But the reason most people don't is because they don't know how their dream's going to come true. Well, you don't know how you're going to get to that place you've never been to before in your car, but you still give it the destination. You still put your car in gear. What is incumbent upon all dreamers is that after they place a well-defined dream, as I've talked about at length, they must physically do something about it, even though you have no idea how your dream will come true. That's so weird. You can't know. Don't even think you know. Don't mess with the cursed house. Although, knock on doors, turn over stones, try this path, try that path, leave room for or better. But since you don't ultimately know how it'll come true, it's so weird in the beginning to just start doing stuff. But yet, that's exactly what you've got to do. It doesn't matter what road you go down. If it's not ideal, you will hear, make a legal U-turn, right? But you don't hear that when your car's in park because you're in such massive contradiction. Oh, I'm always positive. Oh, I believe in the magic. Oh, I give great thanks in advance. Oh, I have well-defined end results. They're not coming true. Not unless you physically move in the general direction of your dreams. And if you don't know that direction, move in any direction and guidance is forthcoming. Make a legal U-turn. Now, to, to, to offer what I promised in the question, what are the best kinds of baby steps? Look around at what your peers, if you have peers, look at what your peers are doing especially those people who don't know about the universe, thoughts becoming things, metaphysics, and the magic. What do those people do? Those are your end results. Do they do continuing education? Clutch! What a great baby step. Do they make cold calls every day? Clutch! Great baby steps. Do they... What do they press the flesh? Do they join associations? Do they attend trade shows? 
Uh, do they network? Do they mingle? Are they part of a leads group? Did they join Rotary Club? Are they members of Toastmasters? These are all golden, spiritually advanced baby steps. Don't be misled by the, the mortal, physical implications that, oh, it's just me and I'm just going to go and see who I sit next to at Rotary Club. The universe is looking for every opportunity to reach you. You've got your well-defined dreams. It's all being pressed to you, but you need to be in a place of receivership. So you go to Rotary Club. You sit next to somebody. They're not the president. They're not the spouse. They're not anybody you've ever heard of. It's their first meeting. You make the best of it. You engage. You have a sense of wonder about you. You're fully present in the moment. Next week, that person is poking you on Facebook. And the week after that, they invite you to the Christmas party. And at the Christmas party, they introduce you to Mr. Goodbar and your life is changed forever. When did the miracle happen? When you went to that club for the first time and you sat next to somebody who seemed absolutely bland and boring and had no way of furthering your dreams until two weeks later because you made the best of it, they introduce you to somebody who maybe will introduce you to somebody who maybe will introduce you to somebody and one day when your dreams come true, you'll look back at the trail you've tread and these little baby mortal steps that conjured up the magic. These physical baby steps are not important for the distance they cover, but they're an amazing tool for stirring up infinite possibilities. So take a baby step here, take a baby step there. Let it be mortal, let it be embarrassing, let it be taken with uh, humility. Just be in the moment, surrender to curiosity, be your best and prepare to be astounded. Those are the best baby steps to take. The kind of steps people take who don't even know about the magic and they're just out there trying to logically and sometimes intuitively be everywhere at the same time. You don't have to do this 12 hours a day. You can do it two hours a day. Whatever your budget is for creating change, fill it with baby steps and dreaming and the universe will find you. Jumbo fellow <clears throat> adventurers, happy Friday. I'm Mike Dooley. Time for a tune-up. This week we're talking about how to have the easiest, best, straightforward manifestations possible. And it's not just about thinking those good thoughts. It's about clearing out some of that baggage, which is today's question. It's about breaking past patterns, uh, breaking from poverty consciousness. Specifically, here it goes. Uh, Mike, growing up in poverty, I feel like I've absorbed a lot of patterns that don't fit the future I want. On top of this, I feel like I've always been so worried about everyone else's needs that I never figured out who I was. I put everyone else's needs above my own and now I don't know what I want to do. I just know what I want long term. Oh, that's a good place to be. Long term will get you there. Can you speak on breaking patterns that don't serve you? Or where do I start when I don't know what really drives my heart, my soul? Is it helping others? I know I want to help others in some way. Okay, there's a lot here. Let's unpeel it. But first, let me share something that is not typically considered. Your past was your past by design. 
There was a purpose to it. There's order. There were objectives and they were met. Yet too often we discover the truth of life and our power and our thoughts become things and the universe wants for us what we want. We just have to think about it to bring it about. Um, but then we think, oh yeah, great for everybody else. But you know, I had you know, a poverty childhood. I had abuse. I had, you know, it's good for everyone, but not for me. Your past is going to serve you in ways you cannot imagine. It's not some random thing like, oh, what bad luck I got. Everybody else got it good. Now, I'm not implying that the questioner uh, is coming from that perspective. But too often we do feel like life is random and it's happening to us. And it would be awesome if I didn't have X, Y, and Z to deal with. Your life is awesome in part because you have X, Y, and Z to deal with. And that's going to put you in another orbit really soon. You're already on your way there. Even that this question arose has great meaning. How many people have had a difficult childhood, poverty consciousness, and don't even think to ask, how can I change this? This is life's lot. This is where I am. This was God's decision. This is my karma. You're in a place to know better. Your question evidences that. And so these are exciting times for you. Get that you are not a victim of the past. And then get, which is implied by your question, that your power lies in the present moment. You are totally free, and I'm going to give you some tips in a moment, to think what you want to think, believe what you want to believe, behave as you want to behave, and write a brand new script for your entire life. You can rearrange the stars of your future. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what guidance was missing in your childhood, what negativity, what poverty consciousness was. It doesn't matter that there may have been violations. All of it's going to serve you. Your power is now. Not in the past, not in prior lifetimes, not in sacred agreements, not in karma. It is now. You hold the deck, you deal the cards, you decide everything. And you're asking this question because you sense that that is true. So good on you. You're halfway there. And that you could ask this question and be aware of old mindsets and conditioning and patterns that affected, that would affect anybody who wasn't aware of thoughts becoming things shows that in my view, you're off that loop. You don't have the past to contend with anymore, but you don't realize that it's too easy. And I've spoken to this before to think that, well, because I was violated when I was nine, because my parents abandoned me, because I had this, because I don't have legs, I have a totally different experience and I'm much more limited than people who didn't have this happen to them. But what you're blinded from seeing is that everyone's dealing with something. And I'm not saying it's as great as what you went through, but they're dealing with something. And too often, somebody who's gone through a violation, for example, will think, well, that's, that's why I don't have higher self-esteem. That's why I find it difficult to say no. That's why I let people walk all over me. Most people don't have high esteem. Most people can't say no. Most people let others walk all over them. Don't be thinking that you have this extraordinarily difficult burden that nobody else has because then you create this burden that nobody else has. And it wasn't because of what happened in the past. It's because you've given your power away 
thinking that you are somehow disadvantaged and you are not disadvantaged. You are empowered. You know better. These things that happened in the past made you go within to ask questions that most people don't ask power on. And so now you're looking for direction and you don't know where to go and you don't know who you are and you've helped too many people. You've helped so many people in the past. I'm not trying to uh, play this. That um, these are, This is a great place to be coming from. But this kind of uncertainty is the byproduct of the luxury of stepping into your power. You're there. So now what do you got to do? Well, Thoughts become things. Imagine new end results. And when you imagine those new end results and you're surrounded by abundance and you, you can play with money and give it away and more keeps coming to you, when you imagine stuff like that, do you know what happens to your life? Nothing. It takes months, maybe a couple of years. But then, if and then during those months, or a couple of years, too many people think, well, it must be my past programming. It must be that I let people walk over. No, it was working. You created brand new thoughts that most people don't think. And it takes some time for a big dream to come true. Not just because of your old conditioning, but because circumstances, because players, because you have other priorities, because you have some fears, because you have 60,000 thoughts a day. So it takes time. And you've just now come into an awareness of your awesome eternal power and that the future is a blank slate. And so it's going to need to play itself out. All right. So don't be thinking that you've given your power away or that it's too late or because of something happened. And please, I don't make this. I don't want this to come off like I'm speaking down or belittling um, I have been through that kind of stuff. I have had my issues. I have had to work through it. I still work through stuff. Um, I'm just trying to flip it and show you what an exciting place you are now at. So what do you do and to serve others was part of the question. Do anything. Do what you can with what you've got from where you are, which is very little compared to where you dream of going. But you know, whether it's a volunteer one day a month, become a big brother, become a big sister, um, help your nieces, help your kids, just do little things here, there, and everywhere. Do things for complete strangers. You know, whether it's a smile or a, an act of kindness or something behind the scenes, there is no shortage of opportunity for any one of us to to lighten the load of somebody else 24-7. It doesn't have to be, this is my career, I'm saving the planet, I'm going to be serving the world. Just look for these little opportunities. And I love this comment, I just know what I want long term. That is so powerful because generally long term is broad brush. I just know I want to be at peace. I just know I want to have friends. I just know I'd like to raise a family. I just know that I never want to worry about money again. The universe is like, I'm all over that. You can totally have that. So easy. Because when you go long term, you're not micromanaging. And when you're micromanaging, it's hit or miss, ricochet, backfire, fall down, get back up. Don't micromanage. You can dabble there, but don't attach to those manifestations. Go big picture. Go long term. And in the meantime, enjoy your amazing life and the gift of your power and the realizations that you are well on your way of having. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, 
please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!